It's show 94 of the Rim Pro Report. This week, Michael Highland of Grace Records Management in Australia. This show is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. You know, I was digging around the O'Neill website and I saw this really cool option called Six Appeal. Yep, that's Six Appeal. Six cool benefits for startups that include unlimited users, unlimited web users, unlimited classroom training and technical support, unlimited networking, and no upfront software costs. That sounds pretty sexy to me. If it does to you, you can check them out yourself at O'Neillsoft.com. Hey, today is Prince William's birthday. What better way to celebrate than with another Rim Pro Report? Here we go. Welcome to the Rim, Rim, Rim Pro Reports, the one and only weekly broadcast for the Rim Support Services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. The show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. Hey, greetings and welcome to our 94th show. I can't believe it's been going this long. Wow. I'm looking forward to the next shows as we aim towards 100. I, I got this feeling we should do something special on our 100th show. What do you think? Hey, on the show today, we have Michael Hyland, Director of Grace Records Management and Grace Information Management based in Sydney, Australia. Michael is also a board member for Prism International. He's been in the trenches a long time and has done some pretty cool stuff with Grace that I want to talk to him about shortly. So I'm looking forward to our conversation with him. But before we do, as always, let's get you caught up on the latest industry news. All quiet on the acquisition front this week. I suspect some news is imminent because it's been quite long since we've heard anything and quietness in this industry seems to mean something's going on so hey i suspect we'll be able to report something next week but as of today at this moment i have nothing more to report seems funny though because every time i do this show we do the show on thursday mornings and by the time you hear it announcements happen on thursdays for some reason not sure why that occurs but hopefully uh, we'll have something to report for you next week if something does in fact happen if you're a shredder and catch the show early enough today let remind you that today there is a webinar put on by nade featuring jeff green of accushred it's all about social media jeff is a rock star in social media and the destruction circles and i'd encourage you to take that webinar in if you can I'll also remind you that Nate is doing webinars every Thursday this summer, so be sure to check them out. There are also some other industry-related events that I should remind you to put on your calendar, and this might be months ahead. A scanning school in Fort Lauderdale with Andy Sokol actually started today, so if you're not there, you've likely missed it. Another opportunity to attend Shred School with Ray Berry will happen August 22nd and 24th. ASIS International, the Security Industry Conference, is coming September 10th to 13th. The Data Protection Association Conference will be held October 1 through 3 in St. Pete's, Florida. Then in November, the Prism Nade and Arma European Conference will take place in Brussels. As those events get closer, we'll keep you informed. Hey, that's it for the news. If you have anything happening you'd be willing to share, let me know so I can share your news with the industry. 
Alrighty, I'm going to dial up Australia and get a Michael Highland on the line. I hope the connection across the pond is good today. Hang tight while I get him. Michael Highland is Director for Grace Records Management and Grace Information Management in Sydney, Australia. Michael is a longtime industry leader and contributor. Michael, are you there? I am. Hey, welcome Good to day, welcome to the RimPro Report all the way from Australia. It's great to have you on the show. Let's first start with your own story. Tell me a little bit about how you got into this business in the first place and then the path you've taken to get to where you are today. Well, it's, uh, <clears throat> I mean, my... Uh my life first started off in industry it was when I got out of the Navy and I went to uh, university I think you guys call it college yeah went to university finished a business degree studied marketing huh. got into uh, the logistics business actually a group called TMT I'm not too sure how expensive they were in uh, where they went into the US but it was a transport business yeah and I was sitting in the office one day and somebody said to me, I've got a great idea. And uh, that was about 1985. And from that point on, we uh, investigated what record management was. We started up a, a business called Pickford's Records Management. We moved into that business. And I used to get a lot of phone calls from people asking for certain labels from certain singers and actors because they thought the records management business was a uh, records business, a uh, right. la labels, yeah. uh, LPs and so forth in those days. Anyway, I, I, um, we grew that business up until about 1991 when uh, I left I left Pickford's and I went with a company called Ausdoc, which is now part of the recall business. So um, Right. Following that, I uh, went to another business called Miller's Self Storage. We had one or two things to do, either sell the business or buy a business to expand. The decision was to sell the business, and we sold the business to Grace. At that time, Grace was basically in the removals business, and the business was bought by Grace in 2001. Wow. And uh, we only had Grace at the time bought about 800,000 cartons and today we got just close to well we got 5.5 million cartons in storage wow so in the 10 years 11 years we've uh, increased quite considerably and you know the business is doing exceptionally well so 10 years you've gone from 800,000 cartons to 5.5 and when grace bought miller's the records division you came along for the ride and you came That's as great. the manager, or you call it director, there. So you were in charge coming to Grace of the records division. That is correct. Right. And so tell me a little bit about Grace now. You have you say you've got 5.5 million cartons. Grace is a bigger company. You said it's a removal company, but I, I kind of did some digging, and it seems like it's a whole lot more than a removals company. Grace in itself is called the Grace Group. The Grace Group. They are involved in the storage of fine art. Yeah. They're involved in, as, as you know, records management yeah. and information management, which is the da uh, silo, data silo, imaging, scanning, all those types of things. So in the technology, as I often say, we have a 
hard copy side of the business and we've got a soft copy side of the business. Right. And then, uh, of course, they have the removals business, as I say, uh, which is involved in the international moves, national moves, domestic moves. So it's the biggest removals company here in Australia. Wow. So it's, uh, as you say, on the website, it's uh, quite a considerable business structure. But you're the director specifically focused on two major business lines, Grace Records Management and Grace Information Management. Is that correct? That is correct. So let's, so, yeah, let's chat about each one of those. So tell me a little bit more about your records management business. You said you had 5.5 million cartons, but tell me a little bit more about the footprint in terms of you're, you're not just in Sydney, right? You're around the whole country. Well, I guess that's the interesting thing. At, at the time when uh, we bought the Miller's business, we uh, had, were in Brisbane, Melbourne, and Sydney. And Sydney was the, the larger of the three. Today we're in 22 locations around Australia. So Seriously? In, you know, from Cairns down to Hobart, and then from Hobart across to Western Australia into Perth. So we, it's like having, as, as you're probably well aware, Australia is almost the same size as the U.S., excluding Alaska. So we've got a fair footprint in Australia. So our growth rate is currently around 20-odd per annum. Really? So wow. we're, we're having tremendous growth here. So is that and, uh, pri- primarily through acquisition, or is that just through organic and new sales growth? I think most of it has been through sales growth. Last year was the first of our small acquisitions that of of reasonable size. We we sort of don't go into any big acquisitions. Yeah. And when I say smaller acquisitions, like two hundred thousand cartons, we acquired two businesses last year, which were around the two hundred thousand cartons. Just uh, so it gave us, you know, a good footprint. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we don't go into a lot of acquisitions they were just right right for the business right and uh, you know after we find out what it is that we want to do whether it fits into our business then we do go out to uh, to acquire it but you know they're not silly numbers we don't go out for acquisitions that we're going to have to be paying back for the rest of its time right so i think you know the whole thing is look my, my role is really about looking for the strategic Direction our future re- our future needs, you know, understanding what our strengths are and continuing to build on those strengths. And I think the other thing that's unique about our business, uh, I'm I'm lucky enough to have people that have worked for me for the last ten years wow. uh, in the senior management role. So when um, Grace started up in records management, I've had right around Australia. My senior managers have stayed with me for ten years. So. You know, I'm currently handing out awards for the 10-year programs for these guys. So I think that's one of the things that makes our business very sound is that, is that the people we've got not only know the business, but we can sell a business on the fact that the people that have worked with us have stayed for, with us for such a long time and they do know the business. Yeah. And I think that that's where we're really starting to reap the fruits, if you like, of... Um, our business strategy. Going from 800,000 cartons when you purchased Miller's to 5.5 million at this point, you're doing something right. So 
what are you doing right? There's There's got to be something going on there because many companies could start with 800 or 400 but not get to that significant amount of number. So what do you think the secret of the success has been over the last 10 years? We had a group of people here in February and we were discussing the same question that you've just asked here, what are we doing right? And the, the, the whole business, everybody in the business is a salesperson. Hmm. And I know everybody will say, oh, yeah, we do that too. But, you know, we, we, we just don't talk about it. We are salespeople. And as, as you know, I've been in the business for quite a long time. And yeah. the people that have been with me, I would say, again, in the senior management top end, they've been in the business. Not only have they been in other businesses, um, you know, from Recall and uh, Ozdoc and, and other businesses. But right. I would say just out of the um, five state managers that I've got working within this business, we would have in excess of 100 and... 50 years of experience. Wow. You know, so all the mistakes that were made 20 years ago, I think I think we're driving, you know, we're a service business. Right. We, 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 we work to service. We're not product-driven, we're service-driven. And, and uh, the, the service value is being driven from the top down. And so we truly believe in providing the service. And the word of mouth, is getting out into the market and continues to get into the market of, of the the value of the service that we provide our clients. And so the other thing is that we're a um, privately owned, so we're not public. Right. And so there, we don't have to go through this myriad of management decision-making processes. The management-making process sort of ends and starts with with me, right. if you like. And... Uh, I think that's the reason that we can get things done pretty quickly. It's sort of a yes or no strategy to move forward on a lot of opportunities. Yeah. So back to the records management business, are you obviously you're putting boxes on shelves and storing them hard copy storage. What other services within that realm are you currently offering? Are you doing full service shredding? Do you have your own equipment? Tell me a little bit more about the, the entire service offering that you have. Oh, well, we're, we're no different than any other. I mean, at the end of the day, there is a, putting it down into four lines, if you like, we've got what you'd call classifying, if you like, indexing and sentencing, which is, which is about people going out into the market and identifying with um, files that need to be sentenced for a period of time and, and indexed and catalogued. Uh, so we do a lot of that work around Australia. Hmm. And then we've got, of course, we've got the storage, the hard copy storage, which is like anybody else's business. Yeah. We, we store. We probably have, like, in, in metres, I would say we would have over 100,000, 125, 130,000 metres, probably more, 150,000 square metres of, of properties. Wow. And I was just looking at the property, most of those, got a, on average about 20% available space at the moment. So that's like a million, million and a half square feet around Australia. Wow. So they're, they're just about full. Uh, security destruction. What, what we, we do, we, we, I guess the thing is we stick really to the knitting and um, picking up bins uh, is 
what we we do because it's a value-added service to the client, but we don't do shredding. Oh, okay. Uh, we find that that sort of starts to become, if you like, an, a, a, this sweatshop type work, you know, identifying yellow paper, white paper, and the various other types of paper. So we really don't get into that. We uh, sell our paper to uh, paper suppliers who shred it for us right. um, on site okay. under secure conditions. We have a, a supplier who, what we call in the Australian government, is T4 accredited. So the security is for the Australian Security Services has been accredited on T4 accreditation. And so we drop all of our paper into the T4 supplied accredited service provider there and they shred the paper for us while we're there if we wish or they shred it for us later on. Right. But um, it's it's under a, a federal government accredited facility. Oh, cool. And then, then of course, we do all, all the other services that, you know, one would expect and that's the retrievals, the refiles, the deliveries, the, the various types of deliveries from priority to urgent priority, yep. same day, two days, you know, twice a day uh, type deliveries. I bet, you know, it's, I, I, I dare say pretty much like anybody else's business. And are you doing um, any data protection vault business along with that? Um, yeah, we've actually, all 21 sites around Australia have a data vault, but we've noticed that, um, and, and it's, you know, when you think about it, and you look at the DAT tape, once upon a time the old DAT tape used to be, or the, D, um, the DDS used to be around 20 megs. Today yeah. the same for 20 cents a week storage, if you could get that, right. is uh, 300 megs, you know, uh, for the storage. So... What we've uh, tended to do is focus on uh, security packets that uh, banks have now. Oh, okay. And put those into the vault. So we've we've really said, well, the, the size of the data that we've been storing today is, is is still the same size, but we're losing for every tape that we used to have, say, in 2003. So for example, if we had a tape in 2003, which used to hold about 36 meg, today... I've just lost 10 of those, right. for example, right. because you yeah. can put it on 300 gigabytes or something like that. Sorry, 36 gigabytes, you can put it on 300 gigabytes today. You can even put them on terabytes yeah. today. So we've, you keep the size of the data storage continues not to diminish. The people are still using it. It's just we're losing tapes, the technology. Yeah. And uh, the data is just accepting more and more tape. I was reading the other day that IBM and, what was it, IBM and Fuji have been able to put 29 billion bits on, uh, on one of their tapes, which is equivalent to 35 terabytes. Wow. I mean, yeah. you just, once that's released, let's say in five years' time, <coughs> how many tapes have you got left in your, in your facility? Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real, uh, it's a real concern. Well, um, well, that. So we've, 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 you know, thought about it, and then, you know, when there's an opportunity, we've taken those opportunities, and we said, well, you know, maybe this is what we've got, got to do. So we started to firewall the the, uh, the vaults, and uh, then started to put or put walls through the the vaults, and then put uh, security packets in there and data packets that. Uh, solicitors and uh, the legal people hold, banks hold, and things like that. So yeah. 
more about mortgages and and so you know our vaults are still being utilised for for security type information and they they are stored under the right conditions of course. Yeah. But it it sounds to me like while that part of it has evolved for you. You recently went on a whole new direction with the Grace Information Management. Tell me a little bit more about what that business is and what led you to get that one started. Well, it, it, how, how many times we all we, I mean, how many times have we all gone to various conferences and, and we listen to technology, technology? And I can remember when I first got into the business. And I went to a conference here in Australia, which was at that time the Records Management Association in Australia. And everything at the conference was about hardware, basically. And when I say hardware, I'm talking racking, right. uh, file cabinets, uh, archive boxes. Uh, you know, I was in the prison conference in uh, Las Vegas the last three, three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And, and I look at it uh, and I think, God, look, they're still using all that hardware. They've got all this hard. They display all this hardware, you know, if you like. And uh, I go to a, a records management association in, uh, and everything's about software. Everything's about software and technology. And they've been talking about software, software and technology and we've been working with software and technology for the last, probably 15 years and everybody keeps talking about technology is the next step, the next step. Well, we continue to talk about it and it's still the next step. But, right. you know, I, I, um, I thought at the time that we needed to get, and, and I noticed some of the retrievals were starting to diminish. Our, mm -hmm. our retrievals were, there weren't increases in retrieval, so people weren't retrieving enough. I think at the time... Back in about 2005 or so, I thought, hmm. In, in the start of 2000, I, I, I did a, a study, that's right, and uh, I looked at it and I noticed that the retrievals were dropping by about 2%, and I just put that down to we may have missed the boat on technology. Hmm. And we, we should have got into imaging and uh, data storage and data silos and all these sort of things. So... I uh, investigated the opportunity of getting into imaging, and today we started that up. I think it was in 2004 we started up our imaging division, and it was a, only a relatively small business. It had about four Kodak scanners at the time, wow. and today I think we're operating uh, in Melbourne, Brisbane, and Sydney uh, in full bureau conditions. We have probably about 30 scanners throughout those three sites. Oh, and we've got one in, in central New South Wales, and it operates about three or four scanners. We do about, we're currently doing about 4.8 million images a month. Oh, my goodness. Uh, for the business. So oh. we're pretty active in yeah. the imaging. Oh, yeah. Um, and we've also... Our silo server, uh, we, we put a silo in about six years ago and continue to build on that, and the silo continues to grow, and that's my soft storage, as, as I like to call it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with a footprint the size of half the size of your desk, you can get the same sort of revenue out of your silo server as you can get out of a 50,000-foot uh, warehouse, square-foot warehouse. So I'm watching the silo server build its revenues, and we store terabytes of data, 
and currently we've just come up with a new strategy, new opportunity that we're currently introducing to the market and it looks like I'd say it's going to put in a, probably a terabyte a month of data into the silo server. So we're pretty excited about that. Wow. And, uh, so the imaging side of our business and, and the information management side of our business is just starting really, if you like, to um, kick off and it's, you know, it is coming to fruition. The hard part about it, some of this technology is starting to pass me by and I can't catch up with it quick enough. <laughs> oh, we're getting old, Michael. We're getting old. <laughs> yeah, I know. I often talk to people that I remember seeing the eight-inch the eight inch floppy disk. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, and then the five and a quarter, three and a half, then the USB, you know, and then it just goes on and on and on. So, you know, uh, yeah, technology just flies past. And now we're talking to somebody was talking to me just recently about the... Um, you know, the exabyte, and they're, they're building something with, you know, that takes so many exabytes or something. And I thought, oh, this is getting ridiculous. I'm yeah. starting to get this. You know, I'm, I'm still at petabytes. Right. At moment, so. so what keeps you up at night? What What do you worry about? You know, I, I, at the moment, I don't think, I don't think there's, the business is doing well. The only thing that I seem to think about is what's the next opportunity? Right. You know, I don't. I don't think about there's there's no negatives. I don't. I don't think there's anything that keeps me up at night except the next opportunity. I'll wake up and and uh, think about we could do this. You know. Yeah. Then I'll take it to my guys. We'll talk about it. There's nothing to worry about. It's more excitement and. And I think that's the best part about this business, you know. What, what's kept me in this business for so long is the excitement and the opportunities that we've got there because, you know, people say oh, it's a mature market. I don't see it as a mature market at this time. I still think there's a great, great deal of opportunities. And, uh, you know, if we keep thinking about those opportunities, I think that we can, we can continue to build on this. I, I just think the only thing at this moment, is, and I've discussed that earlier on, was the, the amount of data being put onto tape. Those, right. those bolts that we've had, those big bolts that we've had, are going to start to see less less tapes, but a hell of a lot more information on those tapes. Yeah. So, other paper, I don't think I really. Somebody said, or I read, probably about a well, a month ago that. The paper had reduced, and it was stable. You know, paper was reducing or something. You know, the international paper market, and I can understand that. I mean, books are being not printed. We're now going to the e-book, yep. the e-pad, if you like. We're reading books on that. We're not reading newspapers like we used to. I can understand that. You know, we use our iPads, our Androids. Yeah. Um, we go into the web. We've, we've got all these other forms of media to inform ourselves. But at the end of the day, we we have always got a piece of paper, you know, right yep. in front of me. I've got three pieces, four pieces of paper. Yeah. Um, and and we continue to use paper. Yeah. Uh, for our day-to-day activities, I think you know the time that you know our children's children all turn up to school with 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 pads of some description, you know, iPads or or Androids and yeah. do their homework and. You know, email their homework through or do whatever they have to do. I said, 
you know, paper will always be the main um, main use for us, and I, I can't see paper diminishing in a business structure. Yeah, I know of people that continue to talk about the paperless office, but I can remember talking about that in nineteen. 19- <laughs> 90. Yeah, that conversation no. hasn't gone away at all. No, and even even the time, you know, the microfilm, and you read about the history of the microfilm, that was going to take paper away, yeah. and we weren't going to use paper. Hmm. And, uh, so the, um, the only, so paper is in this market. Yeah. It's here to stay, and, and it'll be here in my lifetime, probably, you know, who knows, probably 20 years' time, it'll start to diminish in the warehouse or, or we'll maximise what it is. But property uh, in our business will continue to be one of our key drivers. You know, um, to buy right on the properties, to get the right properties, yeah. um, because we are continuing to, to grow our business. So we have to buy our properties right. We yeah. have to get the right properties at the right price in the right location. So uh, that is one of our key drivers. So if you could go back to the day that you started at Pickford's back from TNT days early in your career, and you could go back with all you know today and give yourself some advice on how to do this the best way possible, what advice would you give yourself knowing all you know today? The difference is um, the technology, the technology and the information and, and what we've grown over over the last 28 years is, is vast. I yeah. mean, that's, that's huge. So, you know, I, I, I can remember the, the day I sat down in the office and I said, well, there was two of us. And I said, what do we do? <laughs> 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 and we sat there and we had a conference and, and I, we worked out, well, we store boxes and we had a 7,000 square metre warehouse. So, which is about, uh, let's say, 80,000 square feet. Yeah. And that 80, 85, uh, sorry, 75 to 80,000 square feet. So we couldn't work out this tiny little box sat in the middle of the warehouse and there was nothing else in it. <laughs> and I thought to myself, what have I done? What have I done? Anyway, <clears throat> we we palleted everything up. We... we uh, in our conference, that the two of us, yeah, we decided that we would target blue chip clients, and that's all we targeted. And we had the the, the facility filled in two years. So it's just the way that you store. You know, I think that the thing that back then we we first off put boxes on pallets, mm-hmm. then we put them on shelves, and then we put them on mezzanines or forget the terminology used in the US, but we we continued and so density became, you know, I remember to find a ten metre high warehouse or thirty thirty five feet, thirty four feet in, in Sydney at that time back in nineteen eighty five was almost impossible. You know, six metres. People used to say to me, What what do you need that height for? And I said, Profit <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, height, height equals profit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. profit. Uh, and and I finally stumbled across an eight meter high warehouse that had just been built. Today, 
today, all all facilities are being built at 10 metres, you know, in height. Yeah. I think the just-in-time principle that came in in the 80s also bought taller warehouses yeah. in, into the market. Right. Because that principle, you know, the car manufacturers and things like that, that used to say, well, you hold hold our parts and deliver them as I require them, right. started to introduce. So it's, it's very hard to, to nail the idea because... You know, the market will give you the indicators, and if you're listening to the market, then you know what your next step is. Yeah. And that's, that's and I, again, I talked about my people who, who are all salespeople. They listen to the market. My senior managers are out in the market talking to people. I've, I've just had my sales director, state manager, they're going to see clients today, hmm. you know, and, and uh, to talk to some clients. I'm going out. Tomorrow and, and Wednesday, we're, we're meeting clients and finding out what the market wants. And I think that's the key to, to a successful business. There's that old adage that salespeople often put on the whiteboard, but I won't use it in such a sense, but it's um, you don't get business sitting on your butt. Right. you got to get out and you make know. it happen. Yeah. Well, you got to make it happen. You've yeah. got to know what's going on. You've got to be out there seeing feeling the market because the market changes every three months. The market demands will change. The market influences the market, the way we think, the, what we want, and a new idea will pop up. If, if I don't have people out there, you know, I, I, I will miss the boat. Yeah. Well, it sounds like for the last 10 years you've been doing something right, and wow, congratulations on really significant success, and not only with your records business, but with your information management business, and all of that associated with it is is pretty astounding, and, and congratulations to you on leading your team to such amazing success at Grace, so that's very cool. I thank you for, for the acknowledgement, and uh, you know, my people... Uh, have been well-deserving of, yeah. of all those yeah. accolades, too. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I know you and I could talk for, for ages, but I want to uh, wrap the show now because we're out of time. Thank you for spending the time. Thank you for telling us a little bit more about your story and your success and uh, continued success going forward. It's been a pleasure, Michael. Thanks, Tom, for asking about Grace. It's good to, uh, to be able to tell you uh, about our business. Thank you very much. Well, there you have it. Another great show and another great conversation today. Thanks to Michael Highland for being with us all the way from Sydney, Australia. Thanks to you as well. I appreciate your willingness to tune us in when you can, whether you do that just on your web browser, whether you do that on your iDevice as an automated download, which, by the way, you can do at any point in time. Just subscribe via iTunes. In appreciation for you being here, let me remind you that this show has been sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. What continues to impress me about this company is not just their dedication to great customer service, to a great product, to support, but that ongoing focus they have towards new and innovative development. Not for where we are today as an industry, but where we'll, we're going to need to be down the road as the future evolves, as your future evolves they're someone that can make a significant difference in that. And you can learn more about them at O'NeillSoft.com. That's it for today. Let me know if you have something cool going on in your world you might be able to share with me. I'd love to hear it and pass it on to our audience. Other than that, that's it. Talk to you next week. We are out of here. 
Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.